Joining us now on the KY Med Morning Show, we have Northfield's City Administrator, Ben Marting, with us. Uh, good morning, Ben. How good morning, Jeff. Today? You had last night a city council work session. It was the uh, work session uh, for, I guess, July, the only one this month. You had quite a bit to talk about last night. And, uh, We're still in June, going last I checked, Jeff. What did I say? Ju- July, I think you said. Well, <laughs> Maybe pull not. it together, Marty. <laughs> Maybe I heard you wrong. Maybe I heard you wrong. No, I I need to pull it together, honestly. It feels like July right now. It's so dang hot. It is. It's very hot. The weather is very hot. Uh, let's start all over again. City Council, you met last night for a work session. and uh, Let's start off with the, um, the comprehensive annual financial report for the year uh, 2020. This was, uh, boy, I would imagine in uh, January 1st of 2020, you probably had a different idea of what the financial report might look like uh, than what it probably ended up with uh, on December the 31st with uh, a pandemic and federal money here and there. And A little bit different this year. Was it a bit of a challenge for the people who do these things? It was, but um, I'll get into it a little bit, Jeff. I think it actually ended up being much better than I would have anticipated if you'd have asked me. Well, probably not. January of last year, possibly, yes, it would have been a different picture. Um, but I think we had a good, very good financial uh, picture that was provided by our auditors. You know, first of all, we're required to have an independent financial audit that's done where they really dig into our books and kind of look to see what happened with the numbers and disclose those. That's really important when managing public funds to be accountable and making sure everything's done properly and in order. And um, I think the good news is we got a clean opinion. Um, with that report and good, you know, financial uh, work done in our departments, um, including our finance department. So we expect to be eligible for another financial award application to go in with our, just our, our book work that we do with this. So certainly appreciate that. We did have to do an actual expanded audit report because of the federal money that we received. It did trigger an additional report. There was a lot of paperwork and regulations related to the CARES Act funding where we received a little over a million and a half. And the good news is we managed all that appropriately according to our auditors. I know that's not the case for all cities, um, but we didn't have any issues identified uh, as part of that process. So I think that was another really positive. And as I mentioned to the council last night, we had a lot of people who had certain leaves working remotely, um, other challenges that it, it was... People were taxed, including our finance department, over the last year, um, but it came out really positive. Overall, in our general operating funds, we were a little bit to the good on revenue, about 60000 over, and on expenditures on operating, we were about 730000 to the good. Now, that seems like a really big number, but we have really big numbers within our operations, so that's the, the expenditure that we are under expenses was about 5% variance from from the overall operating budget. I think in the prior year, we were probably at about 2%. I would attribute a lot of that to just a more conservative approach to some of our things that we had thought we would be doing um, that we just basically held off on. We were anticipating, we took action in our budgeting for this year's budget. We set aside some reserve funds, but we also um, gave direction to staff to really try and tighten up the belt a little bit more than normal because we are anticipating that our two primary sources of funding, property taxes and intergovernmental aid from the state of Minnesota, could be in jeopardy where we could be seeing some financial challenges. It turned out the state kind of came through and recovered a bit on their revenues, so they aren't cutting any aids to cities, so that was really good. 
and our property taxes have continued to be paid by citizens. We haven't seen any major issues there. Now, that's not to say people there aren't people out there who are being hurt by the pandemic. That's not the case, but we just haven't been impacted. So I see it as a really positive thing. In fact, um, the, the, that will basically be partly covering our operating reserves for the next year's budget and also a little bit of contingency reserves that we will have that the council will take a look at using through the budget process if they want to use some of it, allocate it to you know, reduce debt or do some projects with those funds. How, how much does that total? The total that we were under um, on the expenditures was about 730000 So I think we, and the combination of the two of revenue in excess and expenses, we were a little over 800000 um, we do have some natural growth in expenses year to year in budgeting, so some of that will be used up in just our regular operating reserve that we have, but some will be used for extra uh, to be able to do some things with that. So mm-hmm. um, it's actually been a highlight of our strong finances for the city is a good liquidity so that if we need dollars that we've got them, that helps on our when we're getting debt issues issued to us if we're trying to borrow money for capital projects. That's something they look really closely at. So I think it's been it's really been handled well. So that's a that's a positive thing. Um, moving on to kind of our utility funds, wastewater plant, water, um, stormwater, um, our enterprise funds like the liquor store, all had a it had a good year. Um, you know, as far as budgets to revenue expenditures and kind of what was planned and accomplished with it. So that was a positive thing. Probably not a big surprise. Um, those utility funds in particular, we've got a pretty good you know plan down where we've got we do facility planning we do operating planning and then we also do utility rate analysis on a regular basis so i feel like we've got a pretty good handle on on all of those issues we do have some big projects coming up we'll talk about wastewater in a little bit we're also doing some exploration of a water plant and so we've got what looks like a pretty healthy reserve in our water fund right now but it'll go pretty quickly um, when you take a look at the study that we have underway to do some additional treatment of water drinking water in our in our community that will be used up pretty quickly with mm-hmm. that. So overall, I would just say a very positive. If you look at some of the compare, they did do some of that comparable analysis with other cities too within that. And again, it's pretty much what it's been before. Our tax rates a little above the average of peer groups of cities that are smaller and bigger than us, um, including those in Rice County. Um, but the property tax per capita the actual dollar amount is um, lower than all of our peer groups and again we've talked about that before is i think it's a reflection of um, probably that our tax base isn't quite as um, heavy as um, uh, some other comparable communities that would help keep that tax rate down whereas if you look at the spending side um, Mm -hmm. we're a little below the average um, on that does that include uh, the uh, colleges I mean, yeah, that'd be our total population okay. is what they use for comparative purposes. But keep in mind, the categories that they use are cities of population, I think, 10,000 less than us and then like 10,000 above us. So mm-hmm. when I talk about those comparable peer groups, it does show the, the smaller peer group, so smaller cities than us. So if you took out some of that college population, you can kind of look to see, well, okay, if we compare ourselves to a little bigger cities, a little bit smaller, if you say you take the colleges out, I think it takes, you can kind of take a look at both comparative purposes if you want to do that. All right. Um, but, you know, in some ways the, the colleges still require certain services to be provided. It just depends on the type of service, I guess, from a city standpoint. But, you know, that's certainly something we take a look at. But, you know, I think overall um, we're in a good place there. Our debt's um, moderate for a city, and so it's also good that we're investing in our infrastructure. Um 
and continuing to do street projects and looking at investing because if you let that stuff go, it can really get hard to catch back up. Mm-hmm. So not saying that we don't have more work to do on that. We've got to continue to chip away at it, but um, we're continuing to try and advance uh, advance infrastructure improvements along too so that we've got things in good condition. You had mentioned uh, that uh, with the uh, federal audit, you had to have the two, uh, it, or two audits because one with the federal regarding the uh, CARES Act funding, that some towns and cities where uh, didn't fly as uh, cleanly as Northfield do through all those financial waters, they got flagged for a few things. Was that pretty typical? Was it widespread? I know at the time there was everyone was here's the money hurry up and wait uh, but we don't know what to do with it or the government hasn't given instructions or guidance on what's going on uh that must have been a a tricky thing uh, for a lot of city administrators and employees within the financial and really every department uh, to handle i don't have a good handle on that question jeff (laughs) as far as like how many problems are there in Minnesota, the audits for cities have to be completed by July 1st and presented. So usually June is a pretty heavy month for presentations. So we might be finding out more. I'm aware of like a couple of circumstances mm-hmm. just because of conversations with other city administrators and some of my groups that I know that, you know, they might not have had certain things documented. I don't know what the impact would be to yeah. the federal government if they're going to ask for the money back or if they just kind of get a slap on the wrist or whatever. But um, we did... Um, yeah, fortunately for us, we don't have to worry about it, but Good. it would be interesting to see if any others have <laughs> yep. issues. Let, let's move on. You had mentioned the wastewater treatment plant, the facility study. You got an update on that uh, yesterday. You know, of course, a few years ago, we had some issues with some of the equipment and had to replace quite a bit of it. Uh, where is that at right now? What is, what is the study, uh, the ongoing study? Uh, uh, what, I guess, what is the purpose of this? Yeah, in response to some of those um, failures that we had at the wastewater plant with you know the fire that we had and the flooding and then the failure of a pipe in one of our systems in 2018 it really led to a recommitment to look at our operations one and then our facility number two the operations plan was completed in april of 2020 we've um, made significant progress on following through with some of the recommendations those operations Um, one of the main things is we've got a process management person now who's putting together kind of workflows as it relates to maintenance scheduling and those kinds of things and inspections that really is going to help move us forward on just being diligent on kind of formal planning around uh, the operation side of things. We've moved on now to the facility plan update. So a lot of the damage that was caused in some ways was a helped out modernize our plant for a lot of the things that were already in the plants for for being updated. So we looked at a new five-year plan uh, with this facility study and then looking at an additional five years. The general findings overall is that the capacity of the wastewater plant is still projected to serve our needs for the most part through 2040. Um, When it was originally designed, um, that was the goal. We not only serve Northfield, but we also assist in treatment with Dundas, um, and they we have a special agreement as to their usage of the capacity of the wastewater plant. So overall, the capacity is good, and overall, the system's working fairly efficiently. Um, but there's always room for improvement. So whenever you got a wastewater plant, there's a lot of components that go on in there, and it's kind of like anything else. You're going to need to continually do upgrades. So I think we got about. Um, eight million dollars in projects uh, or maybe pushing nine for the next five years and then uh, the five years after that um, another six million some of the immediate things they're looking at are 
sludge storage is one thing it's like some of the back end things that can't be treated and discharged where we have to uh, basically you know manage that and then work on depositing that we need additional storage capacity um, particularly in the event of a failure of a system we have like three days and we need 10 days of storage capacity what, what is storage i mean where do you store this at big, Are these? T- big tanks kind mm-hmm. of like a slurry kind of like a okay uh, yeah, a uh, mixture that you would have that basically go into big holding tanks until such time you can basically take it in a, and haul it out, um, mm-hmm. and then it's um, applied. We also have another type of storage called cake storage. It's not the kind of cake you eat, obviously, but it's a cake in the wastewater <laughs> treatment process. Okay. That one's a longer-term storage standpoint where we're probably at about 40 to 80 days, and we really need to be at 180-day storage Um and that one um, is primarily being driven. Like those are the things where you like need to do application, where you hold it over the winter, and then because um, you can't land apply some of that stuff um, when the ground's frozen in Minnesota. So we need some storage of that before the the spring breaks, and you're able to get out there. So the combination of those two get us to most of the import uh, pieces of it. But overall, we're we're doing really well. One of the other things they took a look at on the treatment, the, the one area on capacity and growth where we do have some challenges under our current permitting, at the time this plant was built, it was really state-of-the-art. I think it was the first or second one in the nation um, to have this type of a treatment facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was partly done because of the site that we have is smaller than a typical site for a wastewater plant, so the process that they used allows for a much more compact treatment facility. Um, we have one component called total s- suspended solids where we, we are expected to exceed our capacity within the next five years, and we've already been pushing over. But at the time of the plant design, we underestimated how well our plant could treat that because it was state-of-the-art and new. Now we know it's much more, it, it's, it's very capable of treating that, and the numbers are much lower than we expected. So we're going to be seeking an increase to our permit to allow those greater um, greater uh, numbers of T, uh, TSS to come through the plant so that we will we'll be able to meet the capacity needs into 2040 for that as well. Um, so we're, we're optimistic that we'll be able to work with MPCA to adjust upwards those, um, those si- th- that piece of our authorization that we have for wastewater plant treatment. So overall, although... Um, you know, 15 million or whatever over 10 years is a big number. When you're talking about wastewater treatment plants, um, there certainly was many other were many other things that you know the, the bigger costs that there could have been with it. And I think this is good news overall. We'll tie it into our rate study. I, it's too early for me to say is there an impact, but we do have some debt falling off and our wastewater past expenses. And so the next phase will be kind of taking a look at those facility plans, get those adopted by the council here coming up at a meeting, update our rate analysis to see do we even need to adjust rates based on the investment that we we're doing or they pretty much stay the same. We'll take a little closer look at that. But I think that these numbers, I think, are very manageable, and I expect that there probably won't be real significant impacts, but we'll see how that goes forward. 
Once again, we're talking with City Administrator uh, Ben Martig. Uh, last night they had a work session. There is an item on the work session, number three, that says the uh, the American Rescue Plan update. What is the American Rescue Plan? <laughs> those are the, uh, I would say, kind of like CARES Part 2. So I talked okay. about those 1.5 million. We're getting 2.3 million estimated, although Treasury's got a big asterisk by that right now at the feds because they're doing an audit just to verify the actual amounts that will be distributed to communities. So it's similar to the CARES Act. It's really, um, they've got kind of four broad goals to respond to the pandemic to help communities. One would be responding to public health. So it's some of those similar things like mitigation, responding, vaccination, PPE. Um, Economic recovery is a big focus, though, that I think is new as is coming out of the pandemic, particularly knowing that some industries were hit more than others trying to help the community respond, stabilize and respond out of the recession, uh, particularly those that were maybe hit, and also looking at kind of sustained growth or their improvements that can be done to really have longer uh, impacts. Um, Individuals in need um, is another focus. So again, you know, there's people who, you know, workers, I guess, that were more impact, frontline workers, restaurant people who were, you know, servers were certainly impacted, um, other industries, uh, hospitality, lodging, um, certainly impacted. So, you know, food assistance, rental assistance, um, emergency housing needs uh, are eligible. And then the last category is infrastructure to serve um, communities' needs. Water and sewer systems are eligible. And then also broadband is a focus, particularly around providing higher speed internet capacity for those traditionally underserved. So if you can build out your internet capacity within your community where you don't have it that's an eligibility next week we'll be talking about a new provider expansion of our current provider of metronet in town into some of our residential districts there might be some you know potential assistance on some of that to to get into some of these uh, properties but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see how that goes as well so it was really an initial discussion with the city council anticipate having a committee set up that the mayor would come back and appoint to help give some guidance I think a big piece is going to be assessment of community needs. We have a lot more time to be able to do this than the last time around. So it's very wide open on what are eligible expenses. It's pretty expansive on what you can do with the dollars. 2.3 million is a lot of money, but um, also we know there's a lot of need, so that could go quickly. We mm-hmm. want to be wise with it like we were the last time. The other thing, though, I think we, we want to be aware of, and we're going to be seeking some help to find out, if there are any immediate kind of more crisis situations for businesses or individuals, we want to take our time. But if there are truly some needs out there of immediate need, we want to be able to be fairly nimble and to be able to respond to try and get some assistance out right away. So that's one thing, too, is if people are do recognize that, that they really are challenged if a business is in a situation where they might have to you know close the doors because they're just been tapped too tight over this time period we might be able to try and move some things more quickly as well if we need to so more to come on that one mm-hmm. um, we technically have till 2024 to use these dollars or to commit the dollars and then like another year or so after to actually spend it but i think our intention is to get this committee up and going and to do some analysis to get these dollars out to really help our community strengthen our community in responding from the pandemic City Administrator Ben Martig is with us. Uh, let's talk about uh, the legislature. The legislative session still really not done for 2021. They have to wrap up a budget maybe this some, this month. But uh, you know, next year there will be more focus on a, a bonding bill, and uh, that means the work 
starts, if you would like to be part of that bonding bill, the work uh, starts now, if not before now. Uh, and that was discussed last night. Uh, what was, uh, are we uh, going to be looking for uh, some help with uh, the state from bonding? Yeah, so the the state debt issuance is, like you said, Jeff, about every two years, and they look at, they need a supermajority in the legislature and the governor's approval to pass that. So it's basically, you know, issuing debt to build infrastructure across the state of Minnesota, you know, roads, facilities, um, and that includes not only state facilities, but can include local projects. We got funding for our transit hub expansion that's going to be starting next year. We're going to be doing some design this year. Um, so that was successful. We did seek some funding for Milltown State Trail um, that really is a regional trail with a goal of economic development and being kind of a tourism draw for people to bike from community to community. And we think Northfield's a desirable place where people want to bike to. Um, it would connect um, uh, from the, um, I guess, on the s- south end of things, the uh, Milltown Trail connects to the Sakata Singing Hills Trail is the goal, and then the Cannon Valley Trail up through Cannon Falls and Red Wing, which I think would be a beautiful route to be able to connect to and ride through Billsby and over to Cannon Falls. So we're trying to get the the Northfield segments being in towns being designed right now up to 30%. So in about a month, we'll be coming to the council with those design plans. But we need to get our application in if we want to try and get state funding to build out the Northfield pieces um, in this next session. So the council gave direction of support to look at the segment basically down by Riverside Park um, through the community all the way out to uh, up to Waterford Bridge to try and seek uh, a little over $10 million from the state of Minnesota and capital bond request. And that we'd have um, about $3 million in local matching dollars where we would be building out some of those uh, trail segments on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what uh, we'll be putting on the agenda for the council to consider next week and uh, put it in application and hopefully try and get some support for it. Now, if we don't get the full 10, we'll be trying to get as much as we can, and it might mean we have to prioritize, or, I mean, there's a chance you don't get it at all, but if you don't try, you can't, you're not going to get anything, mm-hmm. and we were successful on the transit hub, so we're hoping mm-hmm. we're hoping we can be successful again, and I think people recognize the value of this trail the DNR has supported, you know, that design work in Northfield, and if they've made the investment in the design, there's usually a commitment to doing construction eventually, so... Um, we'll be optimistic, but it's going to take some work and partnership with our legislators as well. So look forward to uh, bringing that forward. All right. Uh, once again, City Administrator Ben Marting is with us. Uh, lastly, last night, you also talked about the strategic plan. Is that uh, pretty close to being done now? Is it, will it be implemented uh, by later on this month? Uh, implemented, no, but um, approved, <laughs> approved, yes. Approved, yes. <laughs> <laughs> implemented over the next few years. Um, but yes, uh, the council, it's on our council agenda for next week to approve the strategic plan. One of the pieces um, that we looked at was we've been working on our value statements to reflect our beliefs and foundational principles um, that we can use for employees, elected official boards and commissions to kind of orient themselves and understand what to expect from the organization. We didn't have any of those before. We had the vision and mission statement, but we're almost there on the on the values. And I think we are down to one sentence with the council out of the overall um, uh, 20 uh, kind of bullet points, I guess, within our values. And it, and, uh, it will be scheduled for a vote next week on those values as well as a strategic plan. And I'm, I'm hopeful we can do some editing there to kind of get us on board where we can get uh, support of the full council on that vote. Um, I think it's really important to have some of those values as a component be a nice addition to our strategic plan. And then um, 
after that happens, we'll be getting uh, working on implementation. One of the big stages coming up on strategic plan is uh, budget process is, is k- kicking off. The audit gets done, and once that's done, then you're basically starting into the next budget process. Mm-hmm. So heading into July and August, we'll be talking to council about priorities. What are the strategic plan priorities? What things do they want to see accomplished? Aligning those with some of the dollars that we have uh, as well. So excited about getting mm-hmm. our new strategic plan updated and moving. Yeah, I would think I would think so. And I would also think that the budget process might be a little different this year than it has been in the past with uh, all the things going on, a little bit extra money in there. So maybe some good conversation about that in the future as well. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always nice to have two, uh, you know, more money problems than less money <laughs> yeah. problems again. Yeah. But again, um, we got to be careful and strategic with it because we got more needs than uh, than we have dollars, and so it's really important to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And that's really the whole purpose of this process that we go through with the council. Ben, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. All right, we'll sure. talk to you again in a week or two. All right, sounds good. Northfield City Administrator Ben Marting. You're listening to ninety five point one FM and AM ten eighty KYMN Northfield.